Welcome back to episode 43 of the Into the Wee Hours podcast. My name is Kristen Vaughn, and I am here with my unreal podcast host, Sarah <laughs> Vandergrass. <laughs> Hello. I did the thing and I forgot to think of an adjective. <laughs> Welcome to the, the 40 other episodes of this podcast where I've done that. <laughs> And today we are going to be going over, we're, basically what we've said is we're closing the loop. Closing the loop on Sarah's amazing Scotland trip. We've done a little bit of a pre-stuff. We did it like from the very beginning, what was that, like January or February when we first yeah, talked about awesome. it. And then right before you left as well. And so again, just closing the loop. You've already done a couple of podcast um, episodes. Mm-hmm. The first one with was with Elise and remind me of the podcast name so um, that people can check it out. Explore Your Core. Perfect. And then this... We haven't actually spoken about it. We might release this before Dirt Church Radio. <laughs> <laughs> but there'll be plenty of episodes for you guys to also listen to. Um, so we, because everybody kind of knows you all already, Sarah, we were going to focus a little bit more kind of on breaking down the trip and kind of going into a little bit of detail if anybody did want um, some more information maybe about the planning process of it, like kind of going through a little bit of your mindset. Like it was a massive undertaking. So yeah. again, congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> You've been back for for two weeks um yeah two or three weeks yeah, yeah. it's not been long we'll just dive straight into quick fire questions <laughs> how are you feeling <laughs> oh, that's geez. not even a quick answer <laughs> <laughs> i set you up for that one <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> good quick answer how's your back um my, good my back is good <laughs> it's fine <laughs> Do you know, I, I can't remember when I last said I'm fine when someone asked me how I was. Like, I'm always like, this is how I am. <laughs> but this is quick fire. Quick fire. Yeah. I'm well, good. I'm happy to be home. Yes. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Now, about the stats of the trip, Um, again, like, I, I know that it feels like we're just diving into this. So this is your very first episode, please. Like, go back. <laughs> Listen yeah. to the epi- other episodes. We're just diving straight into it. What were some of the stats of your trip? So we talked about that last time. Like, your miles logged, maybe a little bit of your elevation gain and things like that. Yeah, I should have looked up my elevation gain. I completely <laughs> forgot it. We can put it in the show notes. I ended up running slash hiking. I, it's, like, roughly 675 kilometers so I had mapped what I thought was a 700 kilometer route and it turned out to be a little bit shorter, which was just fine. Um, do you know where that went short? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Because. Because you did some days that were longer than expected as well, too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I I don't know what my average daily would be, but I, I mean, to put it into perspective, I think my longest day was just shy of 40 kilometers, but that wasn't my longest on feet. Like I had almost a 10 hour day. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I I would say probably averaged about 30 Ks a day, but because of like the trail and my health and the rest, like there were some freaking long days out there Mm. for what you would think, oh, it's just a 30 K run. Um, yeah what was the what was the question in terms of stats like um do you know where you lost out on oh yes where I lost uh, I do so and this was a decision I actually had to make on day two because mm. I was like do I follow my route because my route had just been planned this is an excellent quick fire question answer but anyway <laughs> my route had been planned very in inverted commas lazily based on existing trail networks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was not a, a direct route north mm-hmm. so I just wanted to make sure I was doing point to point and mm-hmm. every day I would start and stop you know, same place as it were. So it was like mm-hmm. a point to point journey. But um, I lost some mileage on um, a section, the Clyde Coastal Path, where I was not very well and was just like, I do not need to follow this bitumen path. And mm. so I shortcut it on a main road, which is actually the beginning of like 
the road stuff was pretty bad jumping on and off of a barrage as well but that's another story um and then the other place I lost mileage was on the outer Hebrides Mm -hmm. so I was following a trail called the Hebridean Way 350 kilometer long trail and at points it was literally winding south oh okay so I looked at the map at points and spoke to Lindsay who's an islander who I've I've known from working with her years ago at Visit Scotland and she was like I don't really know why they're taking you across that section of bog so I was like you know what I don't need to just backtrack on myself for like 20 odd kilometers um so yeah that's where like I intentionally I knew that I was going to fall short yeah perfect and it's still in a like it's not like what you didn't do the extra 25k like (laughs) but funnily enough someone asked me if I was going to round up and I was like we're missing the point here absolutely I couldn't care less what the figure is it's like 25k in the scheme of 700 kilometers on my feet I'm I'm not running around the lighthouse for 25k I have no judgment of people this is a different little anecdote I went for like a tiny little run at uh, you and Maddox and right when I pulled up there was literally someone doing like laps around the car park it's those people and and no judgment to you guys I promise I'm not judging I used to be one of of course we all used to be but definitely not anymore recently I've come back with like 8.97 8.97 kilometers on my watch because I just I I never look at it anymore because that's not the point I had a great run I got to my house that's it like that's exactly what I planned for I'm not gonna run the extra like but also I'm, I'm not looking to run that so yes it's probably those people who do the laps around the car park <laughs> looking a little bit ridiculous and they're looking at their watch I'm like I know exactly what you're doing <laughs> yeah so like you say no judgment but for context if you haven't listened to anything previously the idea was to run from the most southerly point of Scotland at the lighthouse at the Mall of Galloway to the most northerly point of the Outer Hebrides at the lighthouse at the Butt of Lewis. And that is what I did point to point. <laughs> point to point, yeah. you did it. Exactly. exactly. Um, do you know the elevation? Yeah, I'd have to look it up. Eh, Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cliff Bars consumed. Thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite flavor cliff bar? Oh, it stayed the same. I actually was surprised how many cliff bars and also the um, cliff shop blocks. Yeah, okay. I used to have them. Yeah, yeah, I used to have them too. And I'll be honest, I used them too much at one point. And Mm -hmm. during Black Hole 50, Mm -hmm. I was using them in like 2017 and felt so sick Mm -hmm. and had really bad association with them. But I was like, I'll try them again, thanks to Cliff um, kindly giving me them. And they were like a treat for me. Amazing. So I, like, oh who knows what my stomach looked like at the end of eating so much stuff like that although it is at least kind of like whole food in a way but yeah cliff bars chocolate the chocolate mint one like the green one really you are more of a savory person oh so much so so that's so funny that you picked the chocolate mint i know yeah i know we're getting into all the really heavy questions here (laughs) we really are now you know my favorite cliff bar um but yeah there you go. Mm. Okay. Thousands. Any good books that you read or listened to? I carried a book. <laughs> which which one book did you carry? I took, well, actually I took two. Okay. So I I really was feeling like I was going to get a lot of reading in. <laughs> With all your spare time. <laughs> I also took a watercolor palette and a little um, sketchbook. <laughs> Well, I could see how that could have definitely been something. But yes, after knowing what you went through, I can absolutely understand why that is still probably blank. (laughs) It seems hilarious in hindsight, let's be honest. Um, But yeah, I carried Braiding Sweetgrass, which is a beautiful book that I keep starting and in my rotation of like 10 books have not finished. 21. (laughs) 21. And then... By contrast, I took an Anna McNuff book and it's, I think it's called like Barefoot Britain. It's her story of running the length of Britain 
perfect. Cool. Yeah. But we didn't read those yet. Didn't read them. <laughs> I read some on the plane. That was it. Yeah. Okay. So choose a random day that you're on the trail. Um, what is in your pack? Um, so it was pretty much the same every day. Mm-hmm. Cool. The only thing that varied was at the start, I didn't carry waterproof pants mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I carried them at the end because they were on and off mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. But so in my pack, it was pretty heavy, actually. Mm-hmm. I would always start with um, four flasks, I think, generally. Four. Wow. Yeah. So that would be like two liters? Yeah, two okay. liters um, with a mixture of half would be just water and half would be uh, tailwind. Oh, okay. I used. Which is calories. Which is calories yeah. and electrolytes. Yes. And yeah, I'm not very good at necessarily. I was like, I was concerned about it if I was going to get enough calories mm-hmm. in during mm-hmm. this because eating and running and eating and running and eating for all those days. So that yeah. was just a bit of a cheat that mm-hmm. I knew that I've used in the past. Um, I carry my Garmin in reach because I use that as a tracker. Mm-hmm. I would also have cliff bars, shot blocks. Uh, I I got quite into carrying a pack of crisps, hula hoops specifically, because we can't get them here. Um, so I yeah, that was like a treat each day was a pack of crisps. Cute. This is such a healthy adventure. Um, and then I'd carry like a spare layer, a cap, a buff. Yeah, just basically making sure that if I needed to be warm, I would be warm. I lost my sunglasses on the first day. I seemed to have a theme. Like on my bike trip in the outback, I lost my headphones on the first day. So I was like, well, clearly this is just, I have to sacrifice something at the start of a trip. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, what, am I missing anything? My phone, a GoPro. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff in the pack. That sounds heavy. That Like all of those tiny little things do add up quite a bit it over does, time. Yeah. yeah, especially with the water. And I maybe just didn't use care that much, but it was just like, especially the more tired I got, the thought of taking off my pack and sorting it out was too much. Totally. Just, I'm like, I'll just grab another bottle from there. And... What was the pack that you used? So I used um, 12 liter salmon not the sense whatever the i should really know this being the gear person but anyway yeah 12 liter hydration vest yep. yeah and it, would you do use that again yes definitely i love yeah, it it's, cool. yeah i've never tried a salmon one but i would really like to yeah uh what shoes did you have how um, many what <laughs> what kind i took three pairs of running shoes uh-huh. and they were all the same well actually they were all um hoka challenger oh, okay yeah the atr mm-hmm two pairs were like an older model one was a newer model it's mm-hmm. just kind of how it worked out with how i purchased them i was really glad to have the three pairs yes mainly just because of dry feet and rotation totally yeah, it was uh, yeah i'm glad i did and <clears throat> perfect model works on road trail yeah perfect uh you had plenty of time to come up with this so this is gonna be our genie question um so you are out on the trail again any given day a genie shows up and he's like, Sarah, I've been looking for you. I've got three wishes to grant you. But you can't bring somebody back from the dead. You can't make somebody fall in love with you. And you can't wish for more wishes. What are your three wishes? Okay. So I, I did think of one genie wish while I was out there. Now you've sprung me with three. But I reckon I can, I can do that if it's specific to this trip. So um, the first one that I thought of when I was out there was I really wish I could magic up a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> For your running, <laughs> for my adventure. running adventure, there were just some stretches. Either if I had to be on road, or my feet got really, 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 really sore. Like the soles of my feet were just agony at times. And um, there are these old stretches of 
it's called Military Road, but that's essentially from, I'm probably going to kill this, but say like the 1700s, time of the Jacobite Rebellion, when the English were building roads to get into Scotland to access the pesky Highlanders. So they're kind of like cobbled roads and my feet just got so sore. And I, I would see the odd person mountain biking along those tracks, which were perfectly rideable. And I was like, oh. I would love a bicycle and then I would love to be able to get rid of it as well so like when it comes to like hike bike stuff and like the techie things I'd love to be like thank you bicycle now you can disappear so that was like I thought about that so much and like bog I obviously would not have wanted the bike but in between it would have just been so sick so good so good what are you so okay you could wish for your bike to show up and then for it to disappear if you want to use those two wishes (laughs) (laughs) oh sneaky well, one that came to mind straight away was I would have wished for good health. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know that I think that was actually one of your things that you had hoped for. It yeah, was. and I was like, damn, I put that out to the universe, and mm. look what happened. Mm. So I would have wished for good health. I think I set you up for that, though. I was, I think it was something that you were scared of, or something like that, and I think that's what prompted you to say, like, I just want to stay in good health. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, it was, was it was my, a good my it was a good wish at that point, and if the genie could have granted it during this, that would have been wonderful. Um, yeah. Maybe can I just use the disappear of the bike, the arrival of the bike, and mm-hmm. the health? Yeah. I'm yeah. Do that. Perfect. And one last question, Sarah Pendergrass, today on Sunday, the eighth of October, give yourself a compliment. Oh, oh you rolled one. your eyes. <laughs> oh God, that was audible. Jeez. <laughs> back in Australia I love this question I know you see this is what happens when you spend too much time outside of your community um I my compliment is I'm bloody proud of myself I did a good job and I completed that adventure amazing see that wasn't so hard I know gosh (laughs) my goodness all right well the very non-quickfire quickfire questions that took us 15 minutes to get through (laughs) so we kind of wanted to unpack the trip because on the other podcast that you have done it's a little bit more about you but we already have the um privilege of knowing lots about you so far so i i do want to hear a little bit more about the trip because there was a lot of ups and downs Mm -hmm. and i think it's going to be cool for other people to hear about that too you did a great job about um like documenting it most days as well Mm -hmm. um actually one funny question just random are you still like did you have enough content do you think to put together like a short clip or anything like a film is that still of interest to you yeah I was actually thinking about this this morning because I've been asked to go and speak at um Radical Reels in Noosa um the next couple of weeks and I know that that'll be a question they ask I have a lot of content I didn't use a microphone I did Mm. take a microphone and then I was like I just so much extra effort so much effort in this I'm just not doing that totally so um potentially Mm -hmm. I can't get my head around what the storyline is right now to be Mm -hmm. honest um but yeah I still have it in the back of my head yeah Mm. and before we kick off as well too into the actual trip um I should have asked you before as well but do you have any fundraising updates do you know kind of where you're sitting at because obviously this was for the greater good of free to run yeah it was um and thank you so much to everyone who's donated it's just been incredibly generous I think I'm sitting at around four and a half thousand dollars raised amazing that is so cool amazing yeah Yeah, so so grateful it's such a fantastic cause my just giving page is still open you can access it um from my Instagram as well if you if you haven't yet contributed and would like to but yeah thank you so much to everyone for your donations so good so so good so we kind of when we were um first talking about like how do we structure it is it a day by day a week by week and you're like ah it's kind of section by section so I'm going to kind of have you guide it through mostly because I can't pronounce anything (laughs) outer hebrides yeah yeah perfect (laughs) west highland way I can do that (laughs) I reckon I 
of the trail names you've got. Yeah. Okay. It's when you get to <laughs> times and like the I sent you a little, screen like... grab of like all the garlic names. And it was a joke as well for me because like I love obviously seeing the presence of Gaelic. Like it's such a beautiful thing, but I can't speak Gaelic at all. Like not even a word. And I was trying to get a friend's um three-year-old to teach me garlic um but I started off with like how do you say hello and they're like hello (laughs) okay well I can do that one can do that hello (laughs) but yeah I couldn't pronounce anything I was definitely murdering the pronunciation of most places when I was being asked where I was going I'm like oh this is embarrassing yeah that's awesome (laughs) do people still speak Gaelic yeah they do yeah just in Scotland just in well yeah so Ireland has Gaelic Scotland has Gaelic Uh, I didn't realize that they were different yeah gotcha um it's it's not it's much more prevalent in the highlands and the islands. So like mm-hmm. in the supermarkets on the islands, the um, names and everything are in Gaelic. Ah, yeah. And cool. then throughout Scotland, they have actually dual signage. Signage. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're in Canada, you have English and French. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but cool. in the lowlands, like Gaelic is not really historically spoken. That's yeah. kind of a funny thing. Bigger but... cities would be much more English, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. English like... in loose terms because who can understand Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's dive into the trip. So you get off the plane. Firstly, you get on the plane because mm. getting on the plane was also so oh hectic. God. Not because of anything in particular, but just because it was such a big packing journey. And like, it's all these tiny things that you have to prepare for. You have to drop off nests. Like, it's all these little things the day before and things. You get on that plane. How are you feeling? I was, that week before I left, I was so overwhelmed and actually exhausted like I worked up to the end like you say sorting nests sorting all of my gear um knowing that obviously I needed specific gear and that when I I would land in Scotland and I had one day before I started running so I was like I don't really have scope to sort stuff out when I get there necessarily um I was so stressed like (laughs) it's like beside myself also, I'm very, very last minute and I do this to myself every single time. So that's, it was not a surprise. But when I got to the airport at Brisbane at like 10 o'clock at night, I was just like, oh, I can't wait to just sit and do nothing. Yeah. Was it a relief? Yeah, it was a huge relief. You could turn your phone off. Like it's 10 o'clock. You're ready to go to bed. Yeah. That probably actually would have been like perfect. I yeah. actually like... I slept on the plane so much, which I don't normally, and I realized which is a testament to probably how yeah how much you had on that week. I was way more tired going into that trip on that flight back there to start my holiday than I was after running seven hundred kilometers oh my going gosh. back. Yeah, yeah wow. I was just exhausted. So yes, flew, got off the plane, had a day, and then it was like straight into it yeah yeah your first day was actually quite funny because it was like there was a trail but it was like like trail was a loose word (laughs) so yeah the first section was on the mall of galloway trail so arrived at the lighthouse in the morning to start and it was blowing as we would say blowing a hoolie it was blowing Blowing a gale (laughs) 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 like it was so windy and I honestly had a moment in the car when the car was being buffeted around of thinking what have I done right like I forgot what it's like and you've run around like uh what was the the Isle of Tyree yes was my first ultra and it was in gale force wind yes and I had exactly that it was like PTSD of like 
oh my gosh or it was like you have your your hood of your jacket on but it's like blowing into all the tiny little crevices and making this massive big yeah yeah helmet looking thing exactly it's like the sleeves of my jacket are inflating and you know they're sealed at my wrist like it was just that moment of like oh wow okay I am in Scotland this is gonna be a long 24 days it's gonna be a long time were you feeling excited like once you got off the plane and you had a little bit of that like day to kind of like settle into it like what was your pre- thought of it before you actually started off on the trip like were you excited were you relieved was it anxiety like a whole bunch of different feelings I feel like I was excited to just get started and simplify my life because that's essentially what was happening after being so busy it was like cool I've been I mean pretty much every day for a long time in the lead up to that when I look back I was planning like there was so much to do and obviously training and working and everything else so I was actually just really excited to get started and see new trails and just have lead this like simple existence. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was also like, mm, how am I going to be? I, you know, jet lag doesn't even have time to feature right now. I'm really <laughs> tired. And I just randomly decided that I'm capable of covering about 30 kilometers a day. Like, I don't know what that looks like. So and I like that you like more. made that little comment on Elise's podcast as well of like, I don't know even where I got this 30 pay from. <laughs> Like, and this is how I often in my planning works. Like I get an idea and then I'm like, cool. And I don't actually think about it. Until you're doing until it. Until I'm executing it. Like, oh, I'm riding my bike through the outback on my own. Like, oh, here I am. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I really set myself up. I just, yeah. So. I love it. I love it. So the first, yeah, talk about your first section, the Mall of Galloway. Mall of Galloway, yeah. So we started at the lighthouse and then I actually had already... I was curious as to, so the Mallow Gallery Trail is a 40 kilometer trail. And I was like, it's really weird. There's no FKT on this trail. Like you would think that that would be a pretty sweet FKT type distance. And the Mall of Galloway, it's like a peninsula essentially. So you've got like coast on each side, just this narrow strip of land. It's really beautiful. And I was like, that's bizarre. There's no um, FKT. And then I had a quick search, which I should have done months ago, but I But also it would make no difference because I'd already decided this was my route and found out that there is an event that they used to run a marathon on that trail, but they had gone to recce it a few months ago and (laughs) posted videos and were like, we can't run an event on this trail because it's completely overgrown. And I mean, head high, dense, bracken, gorse, spiky stuff, nettles. And I was like, oh, I am going to have to navigate through this so I already had a heads up that it was going to be tricky it was basically Barkley Marathon's first loop (laughs) (laughs) I mean you know what (laughs) I'm not going to pretend it was that rough but it it, yes there was a lot of getting attacked by vegetation and I had forgot we don't have nettles here I don't think I was like I forgot how sore it is getting stung by like freaking head high nettles and then finding dock leaves and trying to like reduce I was scratched to bits um, and ended up, that's really tiring. You know, it's like, I know I've got 40 kilometers. I've just got off a plane. It seems like quite a long way. And there were sections that were just beautiful and were clear um, and kind of sheep trails along cliffs, a lot of rocky pebble beach. But yeah, sections where I was just like, what the hell? Like, what do I do? And it's that thing of like, sometimes I would commit so far and then be like, oh no, I have to run back 5Ks to get onto the road or I keep going. And so I was like bashing through this stuff that it wasn't, that wasn't super fun, but because it was an adventure, like I had that excitement at the start. So it's like, okay, it's really windy. And I am just like 
pretty much closing my eyes and going through nettles and hoping for the best um so yeah i can see why there's no fkt on that inverted commas trail which we just started calling the mull of galloway trial instead because it was like <laughs> yeah just brutal insections so it was testing you pretty much from the beginning it was testing me from the beginning mm. and then yeah i one section of that you go across um like military like an mod base and so they have all these red flags up if they're doing firing and stuff like that so i had to go like i ended up on this strip of path that goes through the middle of it and i really wanted to jump over the fence because it was clear but i was like i might, I might get shot at <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so it, that was it was definitely a trial um and i didn't actually hit the 40ks on that first day so i did have some like variability within you know it's like i had a spreadsheet with my exact distances and i knew i had to total what i planned but after like 36 k's basically we called the campsite and the campsite were like you know you need to check in so i had to stop because of that Um, and it's just as well i did because the last four k's were mayhem the next morning as well i had to like navigate cows and bulls in the fields and like jumping over stiles and barbed wire to escape from bulls and like it was yeah, hectic. Hectic. It, was, it was hectic, it really was. Which we yeah. don't, uh, that's funny that you mentioned that I haven't even reminisced if, uh, in my mind for a long time. Like I used to run next to cows as well too, but like because there's no, um, uh, Scotland has a free to roam type policy, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you jump into somebody's, like a farmer's property, like good luck getting out because they just don't know you right like, yeah it's, yeah it is very different like the right to roam in scotland is pretty cool mm. you know you, you you do have the right to be there but at the same time and you're not going to get shot by the farmer hopefully but at the same time on that trail in the morning i got to a section where there was like this tiny gap in the fence and it, there was no option either side it was like barbed wire and stuff and it was a herd of cows at the at that section and there were two guys like two farmers there and i was like um where's the Mull of Galloway Trail? And they're like, it's through there. And like pointing at the cows. Like I've just got these faces of all these cows looking at me. And I was like, um, can I go through? And they're like, well, you would have been better half an hour earlier. I was like, <laughs> what? I'm standing there in my Lycra shorts, you know, like, like what, what do I do? And they're like, well, on you go. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm actually quite scared. <laughs> And then I was like, nest there, and she would have like pushed them out of the way for you. She could have helped. And I said to them, Where does the trail go? The guy's like, Oh, I don't know. Like, I know you just follow the fence line, and then I don't know where it goes after that. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, it was, yeah. So that it was definitely an adventure from the start. And I, so I was navigating way more than I thought I was going to have to, Mm -hmm. even though it's like keep the coast on your right hand side, you know, trying to work out where I could cut through and fence lines and using ordnance survey maps like all of the time which I hadn't expected to yeah well uh for the Mall of Galloway was that kind of like part of you kind of mentioned some of the like beachy areas Mm. and noticed a lot of the days I think more so in the beginning you did have some like beach running days was that Mall of Galloway or was that the next section up um so that was partly Mall of Galloway yeah okay because there were some cool castles like right on the beach too like yeah. we're talking about all these differences between scotland and here as well like mm. there's so much history you, you that's just like casually throughout that when you know in 1500s or whatever that's it was 1700s old super yeah. old that we just don't get here yeah. as well yeah that's super cool yeah no i um i mapped what was quite a coastal route and honestly hadn't even considered that that mm. i was going to be spending hour upon hour on beaches i just had a moment where i was like wow i in my training like i didn't consider at all 
that I'm going to be beach running totally. for miles. But you're quite good at beach running. Well, I mean, I've, I've done a bunch of beach running yeah. also because Tyree was my first ultra. And, right. But be, when you talk about beach, it was could have been like deep sand. It could have been rocks. It could have been deep beds of kelp that I'm like squeaking my way through. It was really varied. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that got me was the camber. So, because mm-hmm. I was constantly on the West Coast, mm-hmm. it was like, at the end of the day, I just felt like my left leg should be longer than my right leg. Right. Because I have been on this slope. That's another genie wish. Is yeah. To oh. make your legs match the trail that you're on. Yeah. If you're ever on the East Coast, then your right, right leg is yeah. a little bit longer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was hard yeah. going. And also the... Um, like, it's fine for a little bit, but miles upon miles, that's when it starts to wear down on yeah. you, for sure. And yeah. also because, you know, like, I was moving really slowly across sections. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. very... Like, I did notice I was very cautious I think because, and I think Arcana might have said it to us at one point, it's like you can't actually be totally present. You're always thinking, like, what's next? Mm. And knowing that, like, at the start, it's like, I know I have 700 kilometers ahead, so I'm not going to bomb across these rocks and potentially slip or whatever. I was really risk averse Mm -hmm. and consciously like, okay, what's coming next? Let's make sure I'm okay for that as much Mm -hmm. as I can. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Mother Gallery had some beaches, and then it was, like, a very short stint on what's called the Loch Ryan Coastal Path, which, honestly, I didn't even really follow in the end because I got to the point that was day two where I was like, I have to make a decision. Am I following my route or, you know, do I abandon the path when it's not a path? Like, I'm getting sick of bashing through stuff and it being really rough so mm-hmm. I actually ended up on a bit of road on that day and was yeah. just like yeah I've made I've made that call I'm yeah you had some road days didn't you yeah, like multiple days was yeah. that in that section that was in that section yeah mm-hmm. for sure that was the mm-hmm. first bit where I could have gone on Moorland but it like from what I understood from speaking or from reading and researching it was really boggy and I was like you know what I'm gonna get heaps of Moorland coming up I don't need to di-. and again it was a big diversion so yeah, that's where I was like, okay, I, I don't need to follow the trail specifically. I'm just going to be sensible to get back any point to point. And I think future Sarah probably uh, thanked you in the future because yeah. you had plenty of bog to make up for it later. Exactly. So and we'll I get to that. I would. Yes. I yes. knew I would. Yeah. And then, yeah, the next bit was where I had a lot of beach running. So yeah. the Ayrshire Coastal Path, which is, I think it's about 150 k's. And so you would have had like probably five days kind of going across that? Yeah. Ish. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Um, and it was cool because it was the first time that I actually ended up on Moorland. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm in like proper Scottish. Like it felt so stereotypically Scottish. And I picked a really cool time of year because it was all like bright pinks and purples in bloom. It was it beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm. Some of, I think it was that section then that I'm thinking of that you had these like just lovely coastlines. There were some really nice like just flowers that were blue and you got great weather during that time I as did. well. Yes. I know that it was like hit and miss sometimes with rain, but overall, like a lot of the stuff that you were sharing was beautiful yeah. along that way it really yeah. was i mean you can't pick up on as i said to you i think the other day you can't pick up on wind from photography right. maybe you from could the, from some of the videos where i'm trying to caption them and all you can hear is like <laughs> <laughs> it like misses every like third word or something yeah. like that yeah but no in terms of like just sunshine i was so lucky and i have never so like to put it into perspective i've never been on any of those trails and i don't know Ayrshire; it's a region at all and so that was probably like one of my most surprising things that it was really cool. It was like coastal, Mur- like Moorland, coastal stuff, lots of beach. There was a section that I absolutely loved that was um, from Denure Castle. That's this old, old historical ruin where any Outlander fans, um, they filmed parts of Outlander 
on that coastline. Yeah, okay. Just, you know, cute little tiny harbors and yeah, just really, really stunning. That looks like a fun section. Mm, yeah. Really slow going. Yeah, okay. But really fun. And yeah. I think that was the thing as well. It's like I when I look back at videos actually and I'm like, oh, I'm moving it so slowly. It's like, it doesn't even matter, you know? And I got to the point where, because I was having such nice weather, I was like, why am I even, I don't need to even run through here. Like, it's so lovely. It means more time on feet when I'm hiking, but it was really nice to be out there as well and just try and enjoy it. Yeah, cool, cool. And so your next session, are any, um, was that the section that you also got sick? No. So the section I got sick was like the next bit. Yeah. Um, so I had this really functional section um, from the end of the Ayrshire Coastal Path. To functional connect. meaning like the trails were good? What do you mean no, functional? Functional in terms of I just had to connect A to B. Okay. So the end of the Ayrshire Coastal Path, which was trail to the start of the West Highland Way. Mm -hmm. And that involves basically going through Glasgow. Okay. So that was a lot of, um, I took a coastal route. There was an inland route, but I actually, to be honest, ran past without even realizing that I had had the decision to make. Like, And then I was like, well, I'm already committed. I'm not backtracking. Mm -hmm. So it was like 55 kilometers of bitumen. Mm -hmm. Through, and the, I mean, the contrast of this route is pretty cool because it's like I've been on the moors, these old castle ruins. And next thing I'm like in the, Docklands by these enormous ships. Glasgow has a you know, very strong history of shipbuilding and these enormous cranes and also running through suburbs where I was like, I think I should probably keep moving. Okay. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not from Glasgow. I'm from Edinburgh, so I'm obviously going to be rude about Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there was definitely some moments where I was like, oh, this is a bit of a sketchy area, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, functional in the sense of like, just I just had to, to get from A to B. Mm -hmm. And there was... There, I'm on like there were some very cool stretches actually along the the Clyde um which again I hadn't realized Glasgow actually had so there were some cool bits but also some not so great bits and that was the first time that I ran with someone else actually on that section as mm -hmm. well so um I'm a Lululemon ambassador and was connected with one of the Glasgow Lululemon ambassadors and um he joined for a stretch of the Clyde Coastal Path being from Glasgow but he didn't actually know the path mm -hmm. and we did actually go the wrong way <laughs> and I was Bonus very case. cross with myself because I was like I have navigated so far no problems I was looking at the map and was like mm, it, this isn't right but I just completely defaulted to this guy that I was with it was a like it was a real like at the end of the day I was like damn it Sarah like back yourself trust yourself oh exactly. you know yeah so we did we did run extra probably an extra 5k or something and that was going to turn into like a 40 kilometer day and I was like oh feeling it on the bitumen yeah and it was that night that I started to really not feel great mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah just like in incredible aches in my legs and in, like incredibly restless and this like, is probably around like nine or ten days yeah, yeah. like around nine days that mm -hmm. it started and it was just yeah like I felt terrible mm -hmm. um terrible do you think now looking back because you were getting sick or more so because of the days on your feet or really was it just a, a big combination of the two well that like I still don't know yeah. and I didn't at the time I was like is this just my body reacting you know, I've never run over 200Ks in the week, mm. you know, and I'm just mm. coming to the end of that. And like, is my, and I've also just come off a flight and I was exhausted. Like, there's a lot of reasons why my body could be upset right now mm. and why my legs might be sore. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh, maybe that's the case. And then 
I had another day on the Clyde Coastal Path to get to Mulgai, where the start of the West Highland Way is. It's spelt Milne Gavi, by the way. It's Mulgai. Um, I met some Americans who had been at Milne Gavi. <laughs> Melbourne and Cairns. Yeah. Edinburgh. Um, so, yeah, I that day was, like, hideous. And yeah. I really was like, uh, I'm just purely doing this to get to the start of the West mm-hmm. Highland Way. Mm-hmm. I'd wanted to be really excited about getting on the West Highland Way. It that was, was like the be big highlight. Si- totally. And I was like, I feel like death warmed up, obviously, yeah. just dragging myself along. And that's where I shortcutted off the, the trail in inverted commas and was jumping on and off a busy road into the verge every time cars came. Like Which it just was, is mentally like ugh. frustrating over time when you're already tired. It's like all of these little things were just like stacking up on you and you were really vulnerable on, on your stories. Um, I think you only shared maybe with some close friends. But like you were like very tired. Yeah. It was audible. It was visual. Like everything that could be shared through a phone. It was, it was palpable, that energy. It, I, that yeah. was like – that was hard to watch but also part of the whole experience. So like kind of dive into a little bit of that, like waking up every day going like, oh my God. Like, because you didn't have, we kind of talked about it beforehand. You had 24 days. Yeah. You had had to do it. That was it. I I mean, I was shattered beyond anything I could really remember in recent history. Like I absolutely was exhausted. And, you know, I think hindsight's a great thing. The second, so the first night of the West Highland Way or just before I started my mum actually came to stay and she booked us accommodation which was great because I had been camping up to that point in my tent and like probably getting variable sleep and then all of those things as well too there would be rain and wind like again it's just acknowledging all of these additional tiny factors that on their own are not that bad but accumulation makes it yeah huge I really feel like the tent factor camping adds makes the difficulty level so so much higher if I had 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 accommodation a kitchen a bathroom you know if I could wake up in the middle of the night and just go to the bathroom and there was a shower and everything it would have been so different Mm -hmm. not sleeping on the ground in the elements and all the rest for sure so again that's where I was like maybe my body you know I'm camping I'm doing all this mileage maybe my body's reacting but anyway mum shared a room with me that night and that night at the end of the Clyde Coastal Path I was getting these hectic chills Mm -hmm. like I was freezing and I shared a room with my mom and I was wearing two puffer jackets like all my clothes and was absolutely freezing Mm -hmm. and she was just like in light pajamas and was like it's not actually cold in here Sarah Mm -hmm. but again I was just like it's just my body responding yeah and then I was like maybe I have a virus and then my mom later that week got got tested positive for COVID and I was like oh shit Mm. my mom's avoided COVID the whole pandemic and I think I probably have given her COVID Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but because of the timeline like you say you know I I was sharing on uh, socials and people were um very forthcoming in their advice (laughs) (laughs) because you asked right (laughs) there was a lot of unsolicited advice and this was probably a lesson for me with socials as well and it was frustrating because I was like I want to show the the real picture Mm -hmm. Instagram is a highlight reel Mm -hmm. you know and I want to show like actually what these adventures look like and I'm I'm okay to do that what I wasn't prepared for was the armchair experts um reaching out to me and they're comfy, cozy homes, yeah. nice and rested. Yeah. yeah, just being like, why don't you take a rest day? And it's like, that's not, you're, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. And also, so first of all, I should say, 
I know that a lot of this was well-intentioned and I appreciate that. I also don't myself hand out unsolicited advice and also this wasn't my first rodeo Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like this was very carefully planned and part of the challenge was I had to fly in and fly out because of my international flights because I could only afford to take a month off work Mm -hmm. you know there's a much like bigger picture there so yeah I would have been lovely to take a rest day of course that's all that your body wanted was a rest day and probably mentally and everything else but you had something to get done. I did. And if I took a rest day, it basically meant I would miss a section. And I, I, I Or you have to that. make it up every day, like another five to 10K. Like, I'm sure you would have done the maths yeah, as well, too. And, and, like, and it's like, that's daunting. Much. Exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah. when I was feeling so sick. I was like, how can I then start thinking about adding more on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I would simply wake up while well, I wasn't even sleeping. So I was awake all night just yeah, with this incredible pain and freezingness yeah. and dragged myself out. Um, and was just like, I, I've been so excited about the West Highland way mm-hmm. and I'm going to just start and I'm going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so they too, for, for a few days, it was just like, just start, mm-hmm. put one foot in front of the other. If you have to bail, you have to bail, you yeah. know, like I'm not risking my health to some crazy extent, totally. but because I didn't really know what was going on. I was yeah. like, do I just need to push through this? If my body's just responding. Mm. Um, but I look back and I remember how dire I felt and I am actually like, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive what you can push through mm. um, because it was rough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you get like maybe three or four days after that, you kind of come good. Yeah. Then I had this weird thing three or four days after where I woke up. And first of all, I, I remember specifically saying like, I've woken up because I've slept. Right. That was incredible. Right. And I was in my tent and it was like... All, like my legs were still fatigued, but the excruciating pain had just gone. Yeah. It was weird. Like I remember waking up on the, that day on socials and, or I think you were posting it. I don't, I forget the timeline. You might've been posting. Maybe I was watching like later in the afternoon and I remember watching it going like, huh, she's come good. It, Her body is just it like, was. it's all good. It Cause was. I was worried. I think a lot of people would also, we were worried from afar. And again, I don't, I I think I just said, like, just remember your why. That was the only thing that I said. <laughs> but I think that everybody would have been worried, of course, because nobody likes seeing anybody in pain, especially those that they love, all, all of that stuff. So the relief as well that was palpable through, again, yeah. anything that you could get through a phone, you were like, I've woken up and I feel amazing. And amazing was a loose term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing in scale. relative <laughs> yeah. terms for what you were. And we were all probably here in Australia just going, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, that was the weirdest experience and it was like the blue super moon or something that night and I'd like gone out of my tent at like 3 a.m to look at it and then was just like oh my goodness it's it's gone the gremlins that have been inhabiting my body appear to have gone so yeah, yeah that was a huge relief um and yeah I mean if anyone wants advice take magnesium if your legs are restless because I received 60,000 messages telling me to take magnesium <laughs> Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, everyone. <laughs> nah, I know for the most part it comes from a place of yeah. love. Um, but yeah, so that was the West Highland Way. And so West Highland Way is 100 miles, 160 Ks. And like you say, I was really excited about it. And then had this experience where I was like, oh, God, I feel terrible. And the first couple of days weren't what I was expecting either. There was a lot of bitching on the mm-hmm. first day. And I was like, what? I've been so excited about this trail. It's an iconic hiking trail in Scotland. And this bitumen, like I hadn't expected that. And again, you know, I just didn't do deep research into these trails, but I like that element. Exactly. Yeah. I like the element of surprise. And it's like, 
I find it's like anything where people are like, oh, there's this like big climb or whatever. It's like it's only your experience of the climb that matters and you you're still going to tackle it you mm. know it's like april talking about um tour divide in the basin and it's like this scary place and she had a great time through there right yeah. like yeah you you're not going to change well i wasn't going to change anything so um as the west highland way went on though and i was so lucky with the weather until the last day it was so spectacular and i did have a moment of like running downhill just looking around at the mountains and the monroes around me and had like a little tear on my eye like oh my goodness Oh, I just got the chills. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I am doing this. Yeah, one. Yes. You know, I've been through a bit of been a bit hellish. Yeah, um, and also this is this is all I could have asked for. It was so stunning. Yeah, I like that section on your social was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, you could capture all of the beauty through there. It looked amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. That was a wrangling code that 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 was like that, and it was just really yeah, very cool. And and you know, you talk about pre-warning of stuff there was everyone was talking about the devil's staircase and i was like oh, oh that's right. the devil's staircase that sounds pretty rough yeah it's not even a staircase <laughs> i didn't even know i thought it was going to be a staircase it's just a winding route up the side of a mountain that's not and like i don't know i i didn't find it challenging at all it's like <laughs> and i hiked it but i think by then like my aerobic base was starting to build as well and i was just like this is what this was all that yeah. it's beautiful yeah cool but yeah the yeah i didn't need to worry whereas prior to that there was a day there was a 10 hour day out there where i wasn't where i walked the whole time very technical mm-hmm. there are like ladders mm-hmm. i pretty much decided that day that i was done like it, it was just yeah that <laughs> was a really hard section yeah you had a moment that like when we talked about the genie of like appearing a bike mm-hmm. you actually did go through a day you mentioned to me yeah. of like I'm calling it. I'm not gonna not gonna finish it. I'm just gonna grab a bike and I will just bike pack the rest. Because again, like who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just that thing of like, oh, this isn't quite the format of adventure that I had anticipated. And I was just like, I could just carry my stuff on my own on my bike. Cause I, you know, I, I did have crew and I'm very grateful to George for um driving my tent and my gear around each day for the entire time. Very grateful indeed. But at the same time, it brings a different dynamic. It's just an extra thing that you have to like organize as well too. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're used to doing stuff on your own. Just an extra element again that would be very easy on its own, but accumulation with everything else probably just was that extra factor. Yeah, so okay. yeah, you were like was it because you were down in the dumps? Like mindset wise, like what kind of prompted those thoughts in your head? Yeah, so it w- it was a funny one because it was like I had actually got to the other side of feeling mm-hmm, sick, mm-hmm. right? So I had pushed that's through that. That's interesting. Yeah, that that's when you kind of were like deciding it. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And so I was, I essentially was, yeah, I was just, I I loop through the same thing every time on longer solo adventures where I was like, why am I doing this on my own? I have nothing to prove to myself and I this, this was solo slightly differently obviously with crew but every day I was out there for hours on my own yeah. um and I planned everything myself and you know I remember the same when I was in the outback just being like why I, I could share this with people like mm-hmm. why am I doing why well, I wish other people were here who get it who yeah. you know want to like adventure with me and also just that thing of like physically I was like I'm doing this I didn't know if I was possible if I was capable and I'm doing it so what what am I doing like you know? that's good enough <laughs> yeah. yeah that's exactly that's enough yeah um and yeah was definitely just like you know what I think I just want to like do this on my own I'm gonna find a bicycle 
anyway, that turned into a 10 hour day. And by the time I got to um, the van and the campsite and I'm setting up my tent, it's getting dark. And then I'm cooking dinner for us and was just like, by the time you've had a sleep, it's like, oh, it's going to be too hard to find a bike in this time. And I'll just, <laughs> I'll just keep going. It's not that bad, good. you yeah. know. And I also, funny story, texted my mum that day. And was like, I think I'm going to like change this and, you know, find a bike. Like this isn't working out for me as I expected. And mom was so enthusiastic about me quitting. She's like, yep, no problem. I'll come pick you up. Where are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> bearing in mind, I couldn't get off the trail for hours because it was quite a remote section. But, and that was also helpful. I think the universe conspired that day because I reckon if I could have got to a trailhead, I might, it may have looked different, mm-hmm. but I had like another six hours at that point on the trail. It's pretty, it's pretty funny how these things happen. It is. And also funny with that mindset too, like if somebody, being so enthusiastic about you like probably in a different state of mind you might have gone like oh thankfully somebody is agreeing with me but in that moment you were like no I can't (laughs) quit what are you talking about why are you so enthusiastic about this and that kind of fueled you a little bit more as well that you came out to like it it could have come from anybody but on that day because it came from someone and it was just a little bit too hard you're like what am I doing (laughs) It's like mom didn't realize she was using reverse psychology on me because yeah. I was like, what? And, and also she said something like, you know, you don't need to worry about what other people think and you've, you've fundraised enough. And I was just like, what? I, I'm not thinking for a second about what other people think. No one even gets what I'm doing here. That's part of the weirdness of it. Like nobody understands. Totally. And as if anyone, I could say I'm going to jump on a pogo stick from one length of Australia to another you don't get it unless you've done it I'm not gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) I'm not very good on a pogo stick Um, it'd be really fun actually I could could learn um but yeah it's that thing of I I made me so clear which was a cool thing as well of like Mm. I'm purely here to do this adventure that I have designed for myself and yes there is a fundraising element but I have absolutely nothing to prove to anyone and that was kind of a cool realization as well and so like that is quite an interesting kind of point to make of like you being out on your own as well not that you've hated on races but you're like oh I'm I'm kind of done with races and stuff too but there's the community aspect of a race or something like tour divide or something like any of those other types of events that are organized there's a reason that people are so drawn to that you don't see everybody going out for solo adventures (laughs) right for a reason for for a variable amount of reasons, right? Sometimes the safety, sometimes people aren't very good. I am not very good at mapping things. I would much prefer to do an organized race of go from this point to this point. Like I'm not going to come up with something on my own right now, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, talk about that kind of element and how your mindset changed. Again, not that you've hated on races or anything like that, no. but you were missing out on that community aspect and people just didn't understand what you were doing. Yeah, absolutely. That That was such a strong experience especially as time went on and I know we I think we shared like prior to me leaving in that podcast episode how like my van had been towed and you know the tow truck guy's like oh what are you doing in Scotland and I said like I'm running the length and he's like oh are you seeing family too and people didn't get it and that was kind of funny because it was like that reminder of yeah this is this is very niche um and very personal but yeah as time went on it was that thing of like oh like nobody does get this and so I can't even really have a conversation with anyone that feels valuable because if they did say I'd be at a campsite and someone happened to ask you know like they're on holiday expecting you're on holiday and asking what your plans are and I you know I stopped sharing but at the start I'd be like oh I'm like on an adventure like I'm running from 700 k's or the most southerly point to the most northerly point or however I would describe it depending on where we were 
And the response was to be like, oh, lovely, yes. Now, have you heard about this new campsite that's opened on the Isle of Mull? I'm like, I'm not even going near the Isle of Mull, so you're not actually listening to a word that I'm saying. And that's fine, because I don't expect everyone to get it, but it was like that would happen over and over again. I met a couple of Americans at the Newcastle, actually, and they were like, oh, what are you doing here? You know, and that's it was my start and stop point one, one day. And I said, I'm trail running the length of Scotland. And they were like, oh, you're taking the train the length of Scotland? And I'm like, no. I just no, want to go, no. yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, in my head, I'm like, no. But I'm like, yes, yeah. You know, and that and that was the thing. So it was like I couldn't have any depth of conversation with people because yeah. I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm just doing a run. You know, like there was such a lack of connection and understanding in that sense. And it was only – there were two nights where – I randomly ended up staying in a hostel, like two different hostels at different times, both in the Outer Hebrides, where I met like three individuals. That was it. But one Tom I met at home or a hostel, which was this incredible, again, like very old. It was like it'd be a croft house, as, as we would have said, building thatched roof, walls that were like as thick as I am high really like was that the one that on the day you like put your arm <laughs> through it and you're like this is the insulation in scotland and exactly. i'm like oh my god yeah they like, were so thick yeah like quite literally like yeah huge huge thick walls yeah and that is the insulation and you just have the thatch roof and these little windows um and this guy tom he'd previously walked like i'd spent i think three months just walking around the outer hebrides maybe longer and um, had come back because he's writing a book about it. And so the minute I said what I was doing, he had some like just such insightful questions, you know, and, and he'd been watching UTMB, Ultra Mont Blanc, and we were talking about Courtney's water. And I was just like, oh my God, I can like we have, can have a conversation, conversation. <laughs> you know, and I'm super interested in what he's doing. And we just had like this awesome like catch up with this stranger. And the same in this other hostel, I met two girls who were bikepacking. And they were actually traveling. And this is a cool thing as well. They were actually traveling individually, but they'd met each other along the way. And so they would come together at the end of the day. And one of them had a mum supporting. So they were just kind of like, they would catch up, but they both were like, no, I want to do this on my own. So it just could really relate as That's well. Super cool. yeah, yeah, really, really cool. So um, I think it was like Lottie and Hattie. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was just, that was really like highlighted how much I was... Um, missing just having you know yeah connected conversation I guess definitely and, and yeah not just like a polite how are you what are you doing it's like I'm actually interested you know when I talk to people and ask them how they are what they're doing I'm genuinely interested mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and there was just a real lack of that yeah so yeah whereas obviously race community or if you were doing like a through hike like PCT or um you know you're out there with people doing a similar thing well, it's kind of like Hattie and Lottie, whatever you exactly. just said their names yeah, yeah. were, right? They like on the PCT and the AT from what I understand is like you kind of have these little trail angels out there who are kind of looking after you and people are kind of checking in on everybody that they pass. And there's all this like kind of communication that comes through. Like you're yeah, hiking right. very individually, but it's such a community. Yeah. And so, yeah, for those girls doing it kind of together but separate – that's probably how it felt, but you were just so on your own. So mm -hmm. even like when George, like, and he probably was like, hey, how are you feeling? Like, how are your legs? You're like, I'm tired. But if he doesn't understand and just anybody doesn't understand when you say, yeah, I'm tired, like, oh man, I can feel that, mm -hmm. you know, like actually have that feeling of that tiredness or of that, like, it's amazing, but I'm pretty exhausted. Like, 
it's okay to have those dichotomy of yeah, feelings exactly. too that people don't understand when they're on an That's adventure. That's the thing. It's like, it's not, it's always, my mom's always like, are you having fun? It's like, this isn't necessarily about just like having fun all the time. I could probably choose a different holiday if that was the case. Totally. It's really hard to explain. Totally. And then the other thing, I am conscious of time and stuff, but the other thing that was weird was, again, if, if you're bikepacking or you're like doing a through hike, you're very identifiable. You've got your bike loaded up. You're carrying a big pack. I was just like running with my hydration vest. So anytime I did pass a runner, say, which would happen like in more urban areas, you know, they're probably out for a 5K from home. And I, I probably am as well as far as they're concerned. So it was that thing of like, oh, we don't, you don't really have a clue what we're doing. And then when I was actually on a section where people threw hike the West Highland Way, everyone's carrying packs and giving me abuse for cheating because I'm just carrying my hydration vest and I'm apparently not you know doing the thing so it's like I yeah I, it was very isolating in that sense yeah yeah Definitely. I'm just feeling like you didn't really belong mm. or yeah it was just something different enough which again it, on its own is not that bad but with everything else it would be fatiguing mm. for sure yeah to not be able to kind of share those things with people as yeah, well for yeah sure. yeah it's definitely um made me reevaluate what sort of adventure definitely next yeah definitely so getting into the next se- section um after the west highland way yes so um the west highland way i finished at and was able to stay at a friend's house so that was really nice and, and that I, was like day 15 ish yeah it was like uh it was pretty much halfway through. Yeah, okay, so maybe 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah okay. you're better at this than me. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I thought it was a little bit more. I think, thought you did like four or five days on the West Highland Way. Although I guess a couple of those days were sick and that was kind of around nine or 10. Yeah. No, you're right. It probably would be around 15. Yeah. Um. So, and I hadn't met my friend Vicky's children and it, that was just. That like, was cute to so, see. Yeah, yeah, it was so nice. And to be in a home and like, she's like run a bath for me and just cook dinner for me. I was like, oh my gosh, someone's like looking after me. It's so nice. Um. And then, yeah, so that was before we sailed to take a ferry. It's a five hour ferry from Oban on the West Coast out to Castle Bay, which is on the Isle of Barra. And was this the ferry that was touch and go if you guys were going to be able to get on it? Wasn't there a ferry that was like question there was mark? A, It was a connecting ferry, that okay. one. Yeah, this one was okay. Although okay. they do have issues. But the funny thing was, I was when I was stopping at the end of the day, I had this weird sensation like I was on a boat. Yeah, okay. Like it kept happening. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I have one rest day mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm on a boat mm-hmm. for five hours. So it was like just this weird thing of like, okay, I'm getting no break from feeling like I'm on a boat. Yeah. And that did actually stop towards the end. Um, but yeah, so took the ferry out there and arrived in the evening. And then Campton was probably one of my favorite spots of the trip. So the Hebridean Way is through like 350Ks. There is a there's a bike packing route that's pretty much road, and then there's like a hiking option, and it goes from the south of the Outer Hebrides north to the Butt of Lewis. Well, the hiking option doesn't actually go to the Butt of Lewis. I added that on, but you um, have several ferry crossings and cross these amazing causeways that link these tiny islands. It's very remote, and I had been there previously a couple of times to surf, and had my tent destroyed on the Isle of Barra previously, and this time the weather was amazing so good. and camped um on the isle of Battersea at the start of the the walk the hike the trail whatever it was and it was yeah you imagine camping behind the dunes on this like open beach white white sand crystal clear blue water just so stunning nice so that was i was very excited to be there that's yeah. cool yeah. yeah 
And then, yeah, that was pretty much, that was the start of the Hebridean Way and the start of a lot of bog yes, and a lot of wet feet and a lot of wind. Yeah, 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 that's when kind of the weather changed a a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was still kind of sunny, although you did have some rainy days there too, didn't you? It was off and on, like pants, no pants, the waterproof stuff, yeah. Yes, I had forgotten what it's like in Scotland with that four seasons in one day. And Mm. some days I'm just like, jacket on, jacket off, jacket on jacket off waterproof pants on waterproof. it was just like yeah constant constant yeah. yeah was that a welcome distraction from some of the stuff or was that just another thing like okay jacket off or was it just it is what it is it was like it is what it is yeah. initially i'm such a rookie at dealing with that that i would like pack my waterproof jacket away and then i was like sarah tied around your waist you do not need to just keep taking it was like just silly things like that that it's yeah. like i don't live in that climate totally. anymore when it's hot it's hot when it's not it's not exactly and yeah. how often do you actually run in a waterproof jacket oh, here you would it's, die yeah. even when it's like 17 degrees because there's still the humidity it just like keeps everything in there exactly. it's horrible so yeah. yeah i was like oh yeah i'd forgotten about this mm, yeah mm, mm. so you went through the bog mm. and bog <laughs> definitely would have slowed you down on some of those days as well too yeah, yeah. i mean i remember from running tyree like seeing people zoom across it but i i can't yeah <laughs> i yeah. don't have that practice that or that skill set and i also i mean to put it into perspective you could be thigh deep at times <laughs> and so there is a risk of hurting yourself Absolutely. and again i was just like okay now i'm close to the end like mm-hmm. i am looking after myself here mm-hmm. and if that means going slowly across this bog I'm going slowly across the bog. And one of the things I learned was hiking poles are amazing for testing depth of ah, bog, uh-huh. which I had never, I was like, I don't need my poles on the bog, but it was actually really handy because I'd be like, oh, no, it's swallowed my pole. I'm yeah. not going to put my foot there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was an adventure. It was, felt very Scottish, that is for sure. But yeah. I love, like the islands are all very different and yeah, amazingly varied. So it was it was a very, very cool section. That's sure. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, finishing off the last few days. Where were you again? Like finishing it off? Was that still that same section? That was the entire end section? So the final um section is on the Isle of Lewis. Yeah, okay. And yeah, so my mom actually um had very generously rented an Airbnb for us for the last few nights. And so that was in a place called Ness. <laughs> cute cute so yeah we we were based from there essentially and then george would drop me off each day like at the start point and then pick me up and take me back to the house okay yeah that was i actually didn't realize that yeah Yeah, that was a very different setup to just being in my you know pitching my tent every night and that's when i realized like whoa this would have been so different if i hadn't had to pitch my tent and Mm -hmm. sleep on the floor all the time Mm -hmm. because yeah especially on the islands i did have a couple of really windy Mm -hmm. windy nights where Mm -hmm. i'm like lying awake with my tent trying to lie on top of me thinking oh i hope this thing stays up which Mm -hmm. it did Mm -hmm. um but yeah again just terrible sleep which is so important for recovery it is totally yeah and talk about that last day yeah, so the last day I had I because I had sort of made up miles as it were, like the whole time towards the end I was like, Okay, I'm gonna look after future Sarah because my plan was I would have forty Ks on the last day mm-hmm. and it was bitumen. Mm-hmm. Um because the hiking trail actually finishes in Stornoway, which is the main town on that island. The bikepacking route just takes you on road to the butt of Lewis, but I was like, I've come here to run to the lighthouse. Yes. So um as it happens I probably could have run across bog but I didn't I stayed on the road and I was just like making up um, miles each day so my final day was only like seven kilometers yeah so woke up like pretty casually in the house and was just like okay let's get the 7k's done and 
I had a friend Ailey join um for the first few kilometers she'd come out for a couple of nights and that was like that was really nice but also I was like okay I'm just going to be really antisocial here I've done this whole thing on my own and I just want to like take this time to reflect on what I've actually done Mm. you know so she just joined for a few k's and was very respectful of that and then yeah I um ran slash hiked towards the lighthouse and I sort of was like I don't really want this to end you know like what happens next but it was again I was so lucky with the weather it was very windy but it was a beautiful morning and yeah I got to the lighthouse and my mom was there and George and his dog Tibbin and my friend Ailey and there was no balloon arch (laughs) I know it didn't get there in time I think it blew off I think probably (laughs) what about the guy handing out the medal he was there right no he didn't show up he probably missed the ferry (laughs) everything that I had organized (laughs) It is. It's so anticlimactic because other people would have been there. Were was anybody else there? Yeah, there were, and it's so weird. And it's just like they're just there on their, their normal day that they probably had like kind of the same day yesterday and the day before that, and you did too, but in a very different looking context. And they've probably just taken five minutes to check out this lighthouse. That's totally. there, I've been thinking about the lighthouse for months and months. And totally, months. Yeah. totally. So it was super significant, and I love that you sneakily uh, jumped a fence <laughs> to go and go to the lighthouse. <laughs> I think you had to. I was so self-important. I'm like, I have run here. I'm going to jump this fence. This is my fucking lighthouse. My- <laughs> I pretty much own this, this lighthouse. This is my day. <laughs> so I look back and I'm like, I was no question in my mind. Well, it was mind. your birthday too, wasn't it? It was my 40th birthday. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's like, I am kissing this lighthouse. Um, so I did. I did. And then went for a little swim in the sea after. Amazing. Was, yeah, my first ocean dip and it was pretty chilly a wee bit chilly it was a wee bit chilly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was cool to get my tan lines out uh-huh, and jump uh-huh. in the water and... yeah when one of the questions from instagram was did you forget sunscreen <laughs> <laughs> i had sunscreen on but oh not on my legs to be fair my face which did get very red and there was a reason that question came in but sunscreen i don't think does anything against wind no windburn is another thing. I don't know what the hell you do yeah. for that, but That's the weather when it's attacking well. your face like mm. that, it's like yeah, next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty funny. So yeah, the uh, tan lines got out for the day. They did. <laughs> they got out for the day, and, and you kind of had like a normal day. Like you did seven k's of like, oh, now I can go have like breakfast, and then we can kind of like hang around. We can toodle. You probably had yeah. toodled for twenty three other days. It was really weird. Like because when I got there, I was like, oh. 7K, like there's a lot missing. You know, I was so in the habit of, and it, it became obvious to me. I, there was, so Lindsay, who lives on the islands, I bumped into her one day, as you do on the islands. And um, she was asking how far I was running. And I was like, oh, I've just got 30Ks today. Because I would do more than that some days, you know. And she's she laughed, like just 30Ks. But it was such a genuine, like, well, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, and not only that, but I've got no idea what day it is. It's like, it's day one, it's day two, it's day three. Like, that's how I lived. Totally. I literally had no idea what day it was. But on one of your reels, you even forgot the day yeah. and you did a different day and you're like, oh, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was getting confused totally. as well. It's like, I'm just looking at my spreadsheet and I'm just going from place to place. And yeah. I know I have ferries to connect. That's it. Yeah. So yes, um, it was very odd just going that far. And then I was like, oh, it's done it's done and now i fly back to australia yeah 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 yeah. so talk about the feelings afterwards like pride content uh it sounds like a little bit of sadness around it as well that it was ending like it's all the feels after you end an adventure that was so massive yeah totally and it, it was all of those things for sure and i was very proud of myself for completing it um and 
I know like when when I was out there running hiking whatever I've just felt so at home mm. you know even if I wasn't feeling well it's like no but I like I love this very simple self-propelled going from point to point moving through nature mm-hmm. like I absolutely love that mm. so when I finished I was like oh I don't have to do that tomorrow what do I do tomorrow we had one day on the islands before flying back to the mainland and did some like sightseeing and I was just like this is cool but I'm not used to sitting in a car like this and being around people when you get out of the car and being around people all day yeah I was like oh this is a lot because I've spent hours on my own I mean like hours and hours and hours and which I was always it was never a moment when I was out there on my own that I was like oh I really wish I had someone with me Mm. never a moment Mm. like I was so content Mm. just being on my own Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and that's not to say I don't love being with people as well but yeah I was just so content with that yeah and I, I was thinking this is a slight tangent um with solo adventure that I always talk about that I love, part of the reason I love it is because you actually meet more people when you're on your own. Totally. You know, totally. if you're with someone else or in a group, you, you don't actually connect with people the no, same way. No, uh, So it's not to say that I don't like people, but yeah, I um, it was definitely a shock to the system. And then, and I didn't run. And the next day I got up and I did a run because I was just like, I just... Which is so to... funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, if you look back on day 10 or something, when you were like very much struggling, like you would have been like hanging out for day 24 of mm. going, oh, I don't have to do this again. Yeah, exactly. But then like, you desperate to get off my exactly. feet. Exactly. Yeah. But then you do it and you're like, oh, okay. And it's, it, you talked about it as well on Elise's podcast. Like you haven't found your limit. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And right? Because you could still keep going. I could. And, you know, I had, it must have been like the third last day or something. I was thinking yeah I wonder what my limit are because this is of course it's been challenging but it's also been very predetermined with my distances and that's something that I learned as well is the minute or certainly for me the minute I put in a distance of like I'm running 35k today when I hit 35 for the most part I was ready to stop yeah I wasn't actually physically I didn't need to and there was a day when it was like pouring rain and this was the night where my friend Ailey had managed to find a hostel Mm -hmm. for us and the minute so I didn't I was thought I was gonna be wild camping in the rain in my already wet tent and my already wet gear. And the minute I found out we had a hostel, I was like running five minute thirty Ks. I, I was just like, what the hell? I'm at like six hundred kilometers and I've been so cautious that it's like actually I'm capable of way more mm-hmm. and I have not been and intentionally not pushing because totally. that wasn't the idea. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, wow, what are my limits? And then the next day I had like this horrendous, like 30 odd kilometer day on bitumen and was like, okay, I really shouldn't have said that. met my limits. This is horrendous and I really don't want to be here. And I've got a slice of pizza that I'm going to have at 20 kilometers. And that's that's the only thing that's keeping me going right now. It's funny. That is so resonating with, I'm sure so many people out there of like, you have these like weird little things that like just keep you going oh, day yeah. by day and stuff like a pizza at 20K. Yeah. Like putting your headphones in when you get to however many, you know, like I'll, I'll get to 20K and then I'll put my headphones in or something. Like exactly. just, just those little tiny things that kind of get you through as well. But it is such a simple life. All you have to do, and we talked about it w- before you were leaving. The only thing you have to do really is like pack up your stuff and just go for a run. Yeah. Like it is a quite like privileged um existence to be able to have experienced as well too oh absolutely and then I would just um uh, challenge that slightly in the sense that I had a lot going on in terms of you know logistics of making sure where the campsite was and like you know true there was a lot of mental stuff going on dinner and yeah it was it wasn't like a race where you're just like looked after and don't have to think about anything I was having to navigate all of the time like yeah it was 
good point. Yeah. It was simple in the what I had to accomplish at the end yeah. of the day was simple, but yeah. there was still a lot of logistics involved. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, well, it's super, super cool. Well, um, let's see if I missed anything. We talked about like kind of the climate. Oh, wildlife. wildlife. Did you see yeah. any wildlife out there? Um, so I would say the cool thing was that through all of that overgrown stuff, I wasn't terrified of being bitten by a snake. So yes. there's definitely that contrast. I was desperate to see an otter on all of the causeways and the islands, it's like, you know, caution, otters. And I didn't see any otters, but I think I did see otter tracks, um, seals, lots of bird life. Yeah, that was pretty much. Nothing that made you feel unsafe, though. Is there there's not, nothing, there's there's nothing, nothing too there. much? Yeah, okay. No. Well, at least that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably the highlight. There are adders, but I think they're pretty rare to see. So, yeah, okay. yeah no, no, nothing dangerous. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Snickers or Mars bar? Yeah, I mean, this is a bit of a controversial one. My is heart... it? I didn't really realize that it was well, a controversial because I like both, okay. but I don't really eat either. I What happened, I was asked that question because I carried a Mars bar for like seven days in my pack. And oh, I was okay. like, oh, I've been carrying a Mars bar, but I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in my pack. Um, so I say Mars just because it's very simple, but I do like the nuttiness of Snickers. What, yeah. what would you go for? Uh, what's the difference? Snickers have like n- nuts, the and actual, stuff in them. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Mars is just like more smooth, yeah, nougat, okay. caramel. Probably chocolate. depends on the day. Most of the time, I'm picking crunchy peanut butter. Yeah, this is all that like hard hitting stuff that we talk about. Maybe the Snickers, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I think I like the Mars chocolate better yeah, chocolate okay. covering and stuff anything that's not made in america i don't want the high fructose corn syrup stuff it, like only in america when it's made in america it's got high fructose corn syrup yeah, whereas everywhere okay. else is actual sugar so as long as it's not an american thing yeah like okay. i'm happy for either of them yeah i've come from too much candy in america where it's just the high fructose corn syrup and i can yes i can tell the difference <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair it's like british chocolate is different to australian chocolate yes so yes yeah. I, and i prefer australian chocolate i don't i don't vibe i don't think too much with the uh, uk chocolate yeah that's what yeah. you're used to anyway. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> big questions for the day well, Sarah, it was an amazing trip for you. Is there anything else in terms of stuff that you'd like to touch on? Any messages that you'd like to send out to anybody who's like, this seems awesome. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> or do it. I think like my main takeout is just like a reminder. And I I have this with all adventures, I think. And I've had it when I was racing as well. Is like you're capable of more than you know. Mm. And you, you just have to give it a go. Yeah. You know, if you have an idea that feels like super aligned with you you're not doing it for anyone else mm-hmm. it's like in your heart or your head and you have an idea like pursue it because mm. you will surprise yourself yeah so re-listen to this again for yourself later <laughs> when you are thinking of the next thing i think that's a great message to hear from yourself so hopefully future sarah gets to hear this as well too <laughs> thanks sarah yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you go girl <laughs> um in that kind of vein as well um when you are planning your next adventure, you've kind of alluded to it a couple of times as well too. So now how are you thinking about future adventures that you'd like to plan? Similar, different, like what are the main takeaways that you have come after this trip? Yeah, I mean, my last couple of bigger multi-day things have been very much routes I've designed myself, Mm -hmm. mapped myself and executed on my own. And that's fine. But yeah, this Scotland trip really highlighted that kind of real solo nature of it. And I community is really important to me mm-hmm. so I think my next adventure is well I mean in a couple of weeks time I'm going bikepacking with a friend so that'll be great so sharing adventures with like-minded people um and then the other thing is yeah just potentially looking at routes that are established mm-hmm. where you're gonna encounter 
people who are doing a similar thing to you. Mm-hmm. I've had my eye on for quite a few years now. Um, tra- uh, not trail running. I've just done that. Um, bike packing the length of New Zealand. Yeah. And there is like a brevet. So there's essentially a, a master part that you can join. And I like the idea of that is not a race. And um, how is that sort of vibe? I, I don't know that. Like, is there like hut to hut type thing? Is it any sort of like community that's on that kind of like PCT stuff? Or is it a little bit, it's still pretty solo? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's not like the hiking trail where you would be mm. more hut to hut. And I know there's very much a community of like northbound and southbound hikers. I'm not sure with this. I think there's more just a chance that you'll overlap, as it were. Yeah. It's not quite the same. And it's just much more established. There's probably going to be more research. It's not like you have to research every section of the trail because it's all different. There's probably a little bit more of that. Like, all right, so here's the different sections kind of already laid out for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, that's something I have in mind. And also, I would like to do an adventure with Ness as I've said previously because yeah. it was a shame for her not to join me yeah definitely was she busting to like do something really big because she had all those miles underneath her feet as well too like how was she yeah I maybe asked my dear friends who looked after her although they're very active people as well but yeah she was definitely pretty fit um before I left yes yeah. it's always a bummer when you like you trail or you train for everything with your dog and then they can't actually do that big thing with you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she would have absolutely loved it that's yes for sure. yes yeah. hopefully uh Tazzy gets mm. to happen with her I think that would be such a cool adventure be really cool yeah. yeah how long does New Zealand take to roughly to um bike pack um I think you'd be looking about a month oh wow it's that that yeah. long that big yeah yeah I mean you could do it quicker but totally yeah 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 okay it's pretty long <laughs> Got the North Island and the South Island. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one. Hmm. Anything else that you want to touch on about your adventure? Um, no, I think just like a thank you to everyone for your support, and yeah, it's it's meant a lot to me. And go on an adventure <laughs> yeah that's so good all right well because we can't let you off the hook without asking one very important question you probably had a lot of wild wees oh, a lot yeah. you have to pick one what's your wildest wee that you did on this trip i i honestly i should have thought about this before this is a question we ask on our you podcast. put it in the notes <laughs> yeah i um I honestly had so many yeah. wild weeds. And I don't know. I was like, maybe it's because I'm getting older or maybe it's because it's cold, but I need to pee all of the time. Oh. It, like just, and also I was like yeah. taking all the fluids and of stuff. Course. But yeah, way more than I normally would. Yeah, okay. And they're very, you know, like if you are in an urban area on the Sunshine Coast and you're running, there are public toilets everywhere. Yes. There are not no. in Scotland. No, so all, all weeds were so wild. So there were many wild weeds where I was pretty urban areas just ducking into like you know a bush hoping that no one would see me i honestly don't think i could pick one like they're definitely spectacular wild wees in on hillsides and actually my friend ailey joined me for a little bit and i was like i need to pee just you keep going and then someone was coming down the road the other way and she was like oh and i'd already finished and she was like whoa how, you're very, how are you so quick i'm like i've been doing this for like 20 days practice <laughs> yeah so i say my expert level of wild being has definitely increased but i i honestly don't think i can even pick 
a specific one. Yeah, wow. Well, so yeah. yeah. Megan Roche and do you listen to the SWAT podcast? Sometimes. Yeah. If I need like lots of energy and someone to speak really quickly. Totally. <laughs> Have I told you I listen to it at 1.5 speed and I can keep up? No. Yeah. 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 Whoa. I can get through a lot of podcasting at 1.5 speed and I just don't change it for them and I've gotten used to it. Wow. So now everything sounds slow. Anyways, there was a episode that Megan was like totally talking about like how do you wild wee without taking off your pants with Lycra to do listen yeah. to that one. I, I tried it once. It. Oh, it was horrendous. Yeah. So. She can like pee to the side. I don't really, yeah. Anyway. I, I don't get it. Yeah. She kept saying like, shoot your shot. I'm like, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> I need like a training plan or something. Yeah. That was not working. Yeah. No. Yeah. She can just like lean over the frame of her bike and pee. like, I'm like, no, I know I'm not. So I'm not actually expert level. I guess it depends on how we grade this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From when you started. It's all relative. Okay. Um, shout out one more time for people who do want to donate. Yes. So um, I have a page on Just Giving. The easiest way to find it is to go to my Instagram, which is all the gear, nay idea, N-A-E for all you non-Scots people. Um, And I've got in my bio a link to the page there. I'm very, very grateful for any donations. Thank you. Awesome. And if you do want more information on free to run the um, organization that Sarah is talking about for donations, um, she talks about it a little bit in the episode beforehand. Um, But definitely, uh, I think we said it before as well, definitely watch that video. um, that is put on I think it gives a really good overview of what the organization is all about yeah it's a 30 minute short film it was produced in conjunction with the North Face it's on YouTube well worth a watch yeah definitely well Sarah I know that all of your adventures are done for your Scotland trip however you are quite active with your adventures how do people find you online if this is the very first episode that people are listening to so Instagram is probably the easiest yep. at all the gear and the idea and then I've got some adventure illustrations all the gear dot illustrated very cool. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate the little recap. Good job. And we have three sleeping dogs. Yeah. I think even Artie was okay upstairs. We, and also one of those dogs is not Ness. Let's not just... T- <laughs> <laughs> These are Kristen's exceptionally behaved sleeping dogs. Or just very old sleeping dogs. Okay. I'm awesome. just a little shout out. Yeah. Good job, Big guys. shout out to them. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Into the Wee Hours podcast. To get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Into the Wee Hours podcast or email us at Into the Wee Hours podcast at gmail.com. On Instagram, Sarah is all the gear, nay idea, and that is N A E for all you non Scots people, and Kristen is at Kristen Vodden. To read the show notes or to listen on the website, you can visit intothewehours.com forward slash podcast. And to help support this podcast, you can also head over to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash podcast. Happy adventuring and we will talk to you next time.